Good morning, everyone. Welcome to worship. It's so good to be with you in this way. Although we're all worshiping at home, I'm so glad that we can be united together during this Christmas season. Uh, Merry Christmas to you all as well. I hope you all had a wonderful and joy-filled Christmas season. For the past several weeks throughout the month of Advent, this season of Advent, we have been talking about the word hope and how the birth of Jesus brings us hope in the middle of a broken world where we experience hopelessness, pain, and chaos, and even hatred. Last week we talked about how when we come to the manger, we see Jesus, the Son of God, for who he truly is, and seeing the King, the Savior, the Redeemer of the world given to us as a precious gift, um, as a baby, our love grows in devotion for our Lord, and we are drawn to a place of worship. And so today I want to take a step beyond the manger and say, okay, Lord, thank you for this wonderful gift, and now what? Now, how does my life change now that the King is here, that the baby, the precious gift of Jesus Christ has come? And especially, what does that look like for us in the new year? How can we have hope in the year to come as we close 2020 and turn the page into 2021? I'm sure all of us are anxiously waiting for 2021 to come to close off the craziness and the battles and the stress and the just who knows what else is going to hit us of 2020. And so I have some memes for you or they're images for you to help walk us through and explain how 2020 has probably made us all feel. All right, so the first meme that you're going to see on the, stream, on the screen is from the movie Home Alone, which is a favorite in our house. And this one says, going through 2020 was like going through Kevin's house on Christmas Eve. You all have most likely heard the story of the burglars that come into Kevin's house and all of the drama that they went through and the pain that they went through in going through Kevin's house on Christmas Eve. That's kind of how we all are probably feeling coming out of 2020. The next one is a Back to the Future meme that says, Marty, whatever happens, don't ever go to 2020. And I think we're all feeling that way. We would love to not come back to 2020. The next one is from the movie The Princess Bride, which says, Waking up every morning in 2020 be like, let's see, where were we? Oh yes, in the pit of despair. Oh, it kind of feels like we've been in the pit of despair for a while, hasn't it? The next one says, Groundhog Day, I'm living in it, 2020. <laughs> I'm living it, 2020. Yes, it's as if every single day we are waking up to the same old, same old with 2020. The last one is a little more hopeful and it says, don't let 2020 know that 2021. And I feel like this is one that um, tells of the hope that we are all longing for as the new year comes that 2021, we hope that it is much, much better than the year that we have just had. We're hopeful that things will look different. We're hopeful that things will be better and change for the better, and bring something new and refreshing to our lives. 
in all seriousness, no, this last year has been really hard on all of us. For me personally, I have lost loved ones that I haven't been able to see or even grieve their death at a funeral or a service. Um, I have seen and experienced it myself, parents juggling work while trying to take care of their kids at home and the stress of having some kids home, some kids at school, or just managing it all. It's, it's really hard and it's been really hard on me for sure. And I've also seen people who have experienced a lot of loneliness, especially through the holiday seasons, is they're not able to meet and see people during Thanksgiving, um, be with their loved ones at Christmas. It's been a really lonely time. And when I think of the new year coming, all I can really think about is, Lord, please let this next year be better than ever, better than the last. But then there's this nagging thought in the back of my mind of like, how do we do that? How do we move forward with such confidence and hope when we've been through so much? As I've been pondering this for a while now, I believe that it begins by reminding ourselves who it is that we are living for and who Jesus Christ is and the power that he brings to this world when he enters our lives and then dwelling and resting in that hope regardless of the circumstances. And so today we're going to dive into the book of Hebrews to talk about how Jesus draws us near to hope because he is better than anything we have ever had and will ever have. Now, Hebrews is an interesting book for sure. Um, it's a letter, um, but we don't know who the author is exactly. There's a lot of ideas about who it could be, but it's not outrightly stated in the letter. We also don't know for sure who this letter is written to, and we don't know for sure where this letter was sent. However, when you read through the book of Hebrews, you get a beautiful message of the gospel story and how it is centered around that Jesus is better than anything from the past. And as you read it, you are literally drawn into the Old Testament. You're reading a lot of Old Testament passages in scripture. And then the author points out how Jesus is better than the past. And he is the climax of all biblical history. The author is clearly speaking to people who were familiar with the story of Israel, the Old Covenant, the laws, the Torah, and sacrifice for sin, and faithful people like Abraham and Moses and Joshua. But the author in his letter tells these people that Jesus is better than the past. Can you say that with me? Jesus is better than the past. Jesus is the better messenger with a better message. Jesus is better and more faithful servant, especially when compared to people like Abraham and Moses and Joshua, who people often idolized and put on a pedestal as these really faithful people. Jesus is the better high priest that brings about a better sacrifice and the better covenant. And so the message of Jesus is that he is better than anything. And because of that message, we can have hope for the future. I remember it was not too long ago that we were going through the book of, or the story of Exodus, the story of the Israelites who were enslaved in Egypt and how they were set free and journeying to the promised land and all the trials and the struggles that they went through. And if you remember in this story, there were many times where they 
lost hope and they lost faith in God and said, we should have just stayed in Egypt. We should have just kept being slaves. We were better off there. But there was this continuous message from the Lord saying, don't go back. Don't go back to the way it was. Go forward. I have something better for you. I am faithful and I am with you. And that was a message of hope. And the author of Hebrews, he's reminding these people from this time, and a good message for us too, that Jesus is the new and better message. And because of that, we can have hope for the future. So today our reading began right at the very beginning of Hebrews chapter 1, and then a little bit into um, Hebrews chapter 2. And so right away in Hebrews, we are introduced to the Son of God, which is Jesus Christ. And the author is saying, hey, you know how God spoke to us in the past through prophets? Well, now God is speaking to us through his son, Jesus Christ. And Jesus has come as a fulfillment of everything that has led up to this point. And it's here that we see kind of like a list of things about who Jesus is. So first it says that Jesus is appointed by God to be heir of all things. God had a plan with Jesus to be the king of the world. He was appointed and set for this role. And then Jesus, he was present at creation. This means that Jesus was not created. Jesus was and still is part of God's story and part we're part of that story. And Jesus was there at the very beginning as we see when we read in um, John chapter one that the word was there. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Number three is that Jesus is the radiance of God's glory. That word radiance actually means reflection. Um, so Jesus reflects the light of God. When he comes into the world, he reflects who God is. And that is further described when it says that Jesus is the exact representation of God. He's the image of God and the exact character of God. So we're seeing the light and the radiance, the reflection, the image, the character of God in Jesus. Next it says that Jesus sustains all thing, all things through the power of his word. And this to me reveals that Jesus is powerful. Jesus is powerful here on earth in this world. And when we encounter Jesus, we're encountering the power of God. And next it says that Jesus was the purification for our sin. Um, if you read ahead in Hebrews, um, we read about how Jesus is the better high priest and the perfect sacrifice. And that's because of those laws where people would have to go to the high priest to have the high priest make a sacrifice for sin on their behalf. And so this message that Jesus is the perfect high priest and the perfect sacrifice would mean a lot to these people because it meant that Jesus was better than any earthly priest or better than any earthly sacrifice. He was the ultimate sacrifice and is our, he is our direct access to God. And then lastly, it talks about how Jesus sits at the right hand of God, that he is in a place of honor and he is worthy of praise. Even the angels praise him. He is higher than the angels. He is more than just a holy messenger to us here on earth. He is a king. He is a ruler. He has power, and he is worthy of our devotion. So I want to sum all of that up into four big things, okay? Four things that I want us to remember 
as it leads us into hope is that one, Jesus is the image of God. Okay, he is the radiance, the light, the character, the reflection of God. And when we encounter Jesus, we encounter God. And then next is that Jesus came down to earth to reveal God's glory and his power. And so Jesus was given as this beautiful, precious gift, but he's also ultimately powerful and glorious and miraculous. And we've seen these things in the stories of the gospels and the power of God in those gospel stories. And then also, I'm sure there have been times in your own life when you've experienced the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the coming down to earth, the revealing of God's glory that draws us into hope. Next, Jesus came to purify us from our sin. He's the redeemer of the world. He gives us new life. And then four, he remains faithful to us forever. And we can move forward in trust and in confidence because of who Jesus is, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. That's what it says in John 1. 14, it says, the word became flesh, made his dwelling among us. It means it's like he moved into the neighborhood. He pitched his tent here to live with us, to dwell with us. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. I think these four things remind us who the son of God is and why we can be hopeful for the future, because Jesus is better. He has come and he is bringing about a better future for us. And then as we keep reading in Hebrews 2, it says, um, we must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard so that we do not drift away. Pay attention to this message. That phrase, pay attention, is more than just listening. It's about devoting yourself to this message, giving careful study to this message. And it warns us what happens when we don't pay attention. We drift away. We drift away from the hope. This is why we're called to pay close attention to the message, the better message of Jesus, and embrace it in our lives. Now, for me, when I think about um, this last year, in times when I did feel hopeless, I am reminded that it's not because Jesus wasn't there. Jesus was with us through 2020. But for me, there were times when it seemed really hard to stay focused on and appreciate God's presence in the middle of those circumstances. So how can we come into 2021 with a renewed hope and a refreshed hope as we move ahead from Christmas. It comes by giving careful attention to the message of Jesus Christ, to the presence of Jesus Christ in our life and reminding ourselves and others every single day of the power and the presence of God in our lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. So my challenge for you as we turn the page from 2020 to 2021 is to, first of all, pray. Get on our knees and ask God for hope because he's the one who's going to give us hope. He's the one that provides us with our hope. And it's something that I'm wanting to do more is to come to God and just ask, pray for hope in those times of hopelessness and to get it from the one who can give it. <laughs> 
Second is to get in community with people in some way who share that hope. So for me, I always feel more hopeful when I am surrounded by other people who are hopeful. And that comes from the body of Christ, from community. And that's really hard to do right now, I know. That's part of the reason why we felt so hopeless this last year is because we're not able to be in community. So how can we move forward in this next year and be surrounded by a hopeful community? Perhaps that for you would mean having a phone call, maybe even daily to check in with someone just to say, hey, I'm feeling hopeless today. Can you help me? Can you pray for me? Can you give me some words of encouragement? Make some encouragement calls to other people and say, hey, I just want to encourage you today. Maybe it's a Zoom call so you can talk with people face to face um, or find a space where you can safely gather um, with other people who are hopeful and encouraging. Over the last two and a half years, I have been meeting with a mentor who has been such a blessing to me. And even when COVID came, we found ways to continue to try to meet weekly. Um, some weeks it meant a phone call. Um, some weeks we weren't able to meet, but most, most of the time we found a way to meet in person um, in a safe way. And I leave those meetings every week feeling so filled with God's love and filled with the love of someone who loves me and cares about me. And it's so hopeful. Filling. Um, and so I don't know what that would look like for you to find some way to find a hopeful community. But I encourage you to, to pray about that and seek that out. Um, the last way, uh, my last challenge for you is to find ways to remind yourself of hope every day on a daily basis. For me, um, hope also comes from worship music. Um, so sitting and just listening to um, encouraging um, hope-filled worship. And maybe for you, that looks like reading the Bible or praying, meditating on some scripture, journaling, going for a walk um, and finding God in the beauty of creation, um, finding hope in that. However you feel that you are led to find hope, I pray that in this new year that you would dwell in that hope. As I move into the new year, I have a word that I'm going to be trying to focus on for this year, and that word is dwell. And it's about dwelling in the presence of the Lord and finding rest and finding hope in Him. And I've chosen a psalm that I think fits well with this. And so I'm going to read um, Psalm 84 verses 1 through 4. It says, How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young, a place near your altar, Lord Almighty, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. So as you enter in this new year, would you dwell in the hope of the Lord? Would you find rest and be refreshed by the Son of God being present in your life? I pray that you would see the image of God, the revelation of his power, experience um, the newness that he brings to your life through the redemption of your sin, how he purifies you and cleans you and cleanses you. 
And remember that he is faithful. And as we move forward into this new year, it's God who is faithful, God who brings hope, and is God that we can dwell in and rest in. Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you for the presence of you, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I thank you that you dwell with us and you promise to be with us always, Lord. Even through difficult times when we can't sense you, um, can't feel your hope, Lord, I pray that you would still make your presence known in some way, whether it's through a phone call, an encouraging word, a letter, um, through your creation, God, I pray that you would reveal hope to us. Come, Lord Jesus. In your name we pray, amen. So may you be refreshed by the hope of the Lord in this new year. Bye, everyone.